0: Hello everyone, and welcome back, or thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the MindWealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat a little bit about life. I look forward to hearing your stories and sharing some of mine and talking through some of the problems that we've all been experiencing. I feel like talking a bit about my journey is where we might start. Where do we go from there? Well, we can figure it out along the way. But in the meantime, let's chat. As the weather starts to turn colder and the days start to get shorter, you may be left feeling a bit out of sorts. That's normal for this time of year. And we even sometimes call it the winter blues. But for some of us, it might go even farther than that. Today we're going to be addressing seasonal depression or seasonal affective disorder, SAD for short. What is it? How we get it? And how can it be treated? First, let's take a little bit to talk about the winter blues and what that means. I don't know how many of you have heard this term, but it basically boils down to a feeling of sadness or tiredness that happens during the colder and darker months of the year. You may find yourself spending more time in bed, having a harder time getting up from bed, or having trouble with your sleep. Winter blues also include the ability to struggle with work this time of year. And as you just start to lack motivation for things in general, it might show up in other ways. It could show up in your work or your personal life. Sometimes small tasks at work become too difficult to handle, and you put them off for sunnier days. Or things may not be as tidy around the house as they normally are. These are all signs of the winter blues. There are quite a few ways that you could help ease the troubles and shake things up with your routines and lifestyles during this time of year to make it all easier. Things like adopting a regulated wake and sleep schedule will help normalize your internal clock and keep you more consistent and less fatigued. Seeking out the sun where you can, such as planning trips to warmer or sunnier climates to get your dose of vitamin D, or if perhaps you can't take the time off, there are other ways to replace this vital nutrient. Through the choices that you make in the foods that you eat, things like milk, egg yolks, and fish or mushrooms will help you boost those levels of vitamin D. However, if you're having a hard time sourcing those things, or you just don't like them, a vitamin D supplement might be another option. The FDA recommends the dose being just 10 to 20 micrograms, which is roughly one to two tablets depending on the brand, and it should be taken with food as it is fat-soluble. Another great mood booster is exercise. Moving your body for just 30 minutes a day for 5 days can improve your mood through the release of endorphins. And during the winter months, that boost becomes even more important. Though, with as cold as it is, you're way less likely to want to do it. Finally, making sure you're staying connected with friends or family is extremely important. Not only do they create a good reason for you to get out of the house, you get to enjoy another person's company but you can work on forming a support structure and creating safe spaces where you can talk about how you're feeling. And just the act of sharing those feelings can help lift some of those winter blues emotions. Seasonal depression, on the other hand, is characterized as emotional distressor of overwhelming sadness during the winter months. Specifically, the feelings have to interfere with your major daily tasks. And while the diagnosis can range from mild to debilitating, there are things that you can do to help limit the negative effects. But before we get into all of that, here are a few facts for you on the topic from the mental health of America. 1. Seasonal affective disorder is not only a winter thing. In rare cases, it can come on in the late spring, peaking in summer, and last until the beginning of fall. 2. SAD is present in about 5% of the population of the United States. You usually get an onset of seasonal depression between the ages of 18 and 30, though it usually only presents after the age of 20. In rare cases, it can present before. 3. SAD affects more women than it does men. In the 5% in the U.S. who are affected by SAD, approximately 4 out of every 5 are women. 4. A big shocker here. Usually the further away from the equator you are, the greater risk for SAD you have. So what are the signs and symptoms that you might experience while under the influence of SAD? Well, truth be told, in the DSMV, it's labeled as a subcategory of the major depressive disorders. And it's specified down to seasonal, because it's based on the cyclical seasonal aspect of the disease. So, a lot of the same markers for depressed people would also be present in somebody with SAD. Such things as overeating, isolating themselves, being sad most of the time, for most of the day, for months at a time, difficulty sleeping, lethargy, fatigue, and hopelessness. While this is not an exhaustive list, it gives you a pretty good idea of what you're looking at. But what does this mean for you? it could mean one or more of several things. First, that your circadian rhythm is off, that you're not producing enough melatonin or serotonin or both. You're lacking in vitamin D from your diet or your surroundings, or just gosh darn genetics, though we aren't exactly sure how that works, and it seems to be more of a likelihood of getting sad if you have a direct family member with it, such as a parent or a sibling. Now, to treatments. There are many forms of treatment for this disorder, so let's discuss. First up, Light therapy. Have you seen those trending alarm clocks that help you wake up? Those are called dawn simulators. As the time ticks nearer to the allotted wake up time, the light increases ever so slightly until it gently wakes you with the full power of sunlight tinted alarm. This is one form of light therapy, or phototherapy. There are others, some where you sit in front of a light that emits a low UV ray and helps you absorb during the morning routine. And if you line it up with medication before bed, it can help you situate your circadian rhythm. Phototherapy is said to be the first line of defense in combating seasonal affective disorder, and it has been shown to be effective in treating the symptoms very quickly. Cognitive behavioral therapy is another version of treatment which is essentially a type of talk therapy. This is a series of conversations with a medical professional that helps you create coping skills, and in this particular instance, they work on replacing your negative associations with winter and cold with positive ones. This is actually shown to be the best long-term solution to helping combat seasonal depression. Even if light therapy might show results more quickly, in the long run, understanding what is happening and learning the skills to combat it can really help you change your life in the colder months. Spending time in the outdoors. This goes hand-in-hand with the increase of taking or absorbing more vitamin D. This could mean vacations during your low peaks or stepping outside on the days that the sun breaks through the clouds. Or increasing foods in your diet that are rich in vitamin D, such as the ones I previously spoke about. But finally, this leads into the talk of medication. And the most commonly subscribed medications for seasonal affective disorder are SSRIs, or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. These medications take approximately four to six weeks in order to get into your system and take effect. But they are not the only solutions out there. There is now a medication that can be prescribed called bupropion which is known as the second-line medication and can be prescribed if SSRIs are not tolerated by the individual. This is a slow-release medication that you only need to take for the emotionally affected period. So if we're talking winter months, probably the start of fall to the uh, beginning of spring. If you would like to know more about any of these treatments or learn more about seasonal depression, and if you might be affected by it, please consult a medical professional or healthcare provider. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you would like to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at mindwealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week.